It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Simon Marcel, I am Angie Taylor. Hey, Simon. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Looking good tonight. Oh, thank you, my love. Yes. How are you feeling? Good. Had a good day. It's summer. Listen. Summer, it's beautiful. It is a time for some romance and some ooh-la-la. Don't you know it. And you're going to find yours, I promise. I'm looking for my other half. I know you are. Simon Marcel, single, French, romance <laughs> expert. What in the world are you and, doing single? And you humble servant. I don't like that. Well, I'm I don't like serve. that. I feel bad. Why? Because you don't work for us. I, I, I'm glad you do. work with us. Oh, I like that. To too. make our lives better. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I want to ask you a question because Simon, we talk about love and dating and romance, and every now and then this article comes across you know, my desk or my lap or whatever, where I say, this sounds so weird to me. Mm-hmm. There's an article from yourtango.com that talks about why women should ignore their men more often. Why women should ignore their men more often. Ignore your boyfriend, ignore mm-hmm. your husband more often. This comes from a guy, Okay, too, why? By the way. Well, we're going to get into that. Uh, why would you ever... Ignore your man. Ignore your boyfriend. Is it for fights? Is it for attention? Uh-huh. What is really happening here? And this headline to me just struck me. And then I'll get into it. And I want to take calls to 855-905-8255. I think some of this is the hard to get thing. Okay. But if you're already in a relationship, what's the point of that? So this seems like game playing to me a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about it when we come back. Why women should ignore their men more often. Next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Simon. Angie. I was telling you about this article that I found that the headline struck me as crazy because it said why women should ignore their men more often. Your boyfriend, your husband, ignore them more often. And I wonder why. Exactly. And um, by the way, a man is the one that wrote this. So what does he say? Um, Let's say you're a woman. And, you know, your man's been a little quiet around you for a few days. Maybe he's not showing his sex drive. He's getting a little bored or something. You talk to him about your concerns. If he says, I'm fine. You know, we women do that. Yeah, I know that sentence from women. I'm fine. Have you ever given that? I'm fine as a man? I say I'm okay. Okay. Talk to him about your concerns. If he says, I'm fine, but continues being standoffish, it's time to get to work. And by doing that... You withdraw your affection and your attention and let him chase you again. Simon? It's a smart move. If that's the case, yeah. It's a way to get attention for sure. It is. It's uh, the distance and frustration. You give somebody distance if they like you. They'll wonder why you don't give them the time of day anymore. It's the exchange of power. Exactly. Right? Like, uh, okay, so you don't want to give me any attention? Well, I'm I'm really going to freeze you out and let you figure out what my problem is now. This is an old... Like, you can play that game. Yes, it's withdraw your affection, let him chase you. Most women do the opposite, though. We get worried and we start nagging, like, what's the matter? What's going on? Then he goes into his man cave and he tries to, you know, date 18-year-olds. But if you give him a sense (laughs) of some separation and time to miss you, and I've heard you say this before, Simon, that he needs to miss you, he's going to get anxious and start thinking he might lose you. Yes? Yeah, it's what I call distance and frustration. When somebody's taking you for granted... Take distance, and they'll miss everything you do for them, everything you do good for them, every gesture. But at one point, if somebody takes you for granted, show them you're not for granted. Ah, you know, you don't, you really, and you step back. Yes. By the way, it's the same thing you the, do. It's with a kids. healthy fear. 
So, my husband and I refer to it as the healthy fear of losing someone. It, it doesn't mean you're going to, but it's kind of, in a way, healthy to think that this person is just not someone you can step all over and they'll be there no matter what. And where do you learn that? As a child. It's called timeout. Right? Ah. That's where we all come from. Relationships need timeouts, don't they? Everybody needs a timeout when you're in a relationship. And so that's you learn it with, as a kid, you get the timeout. Why do you get a time now? To come, come down, to get back to your senses, to be respectful, right? I like it. Same thing in a relationship. Time out. Go to your is corner. A const- yeah, is a constructive <laughs> way to improve and evolve in a relationship. That's really interesting. And this guy, and I agree with you, Simon. This guy says, you got to start acting like him. Withdraw. See? Run. Don't walk to your social life. You know, the one that you kept because you never gave up your hobbies and your passions. Go to your social life. Go to your friends. You know, start hanging out again. Stop making him think that you're the ball and chain. Stop making him think that you're just always going to be there. Let Mm -hmm. him know that, hey, I have a life and it's not all about you. All the time. Absolutely. Yeah? That Uh, would that work for you, Simon? If if we were in a relationship and you were starting to freeze me out and I just started doing my own thing and you're like, whoa. I might lose her. I don't want to lose her. That is a constructive way. That's why I've always said that it's better to have time out than to yell and fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's venting. But the real construction comes when there's a time out. It, it seems like a game a little bit. But this guy says, you know, if he loves you, he's going to come running back. If he does not love you, you'll know it early so you don't waste endless years trying to please a person that, you know, you'll know right away. If he doesn't care, then he doesn't care. If he does care, it's kind of like that if you love someone, let him go thing. Right. Like you let yourself go a little bit and go do your own thing and let him go do his own thing. And if he loves you, he'll come chase for you. And if he doesn't, then you know. Absolutely. I, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's very important to know how to do that. The time out, the distance, the silence, to not be taken for granted. I think it's also important for a man to remember that you're still capable of being this independent person away from him, that you could get other guys, that you can go to the clubs See, and you could be with your girls and you could do your things and it's not all about him all the time. It, it, yeah, that's that's your younger age for sure, um, for sure. It's just, just that somebody when somebody misses you, yes. it's constructive. Yeah, it right? is. So it is. Don't hesitate at the right well, time. Why do you think that is every time there's a big breakup? You know, it only takes a week, maybe a few days before that person comes crawling around again like, hey... I miss you. What are you doing? Here comes the text message. Of course. Let's go to the phones next, Simon. I want to hear what people have to say about it. Um, should you ignore the person you're with if they're starting to show signs of being bored or ignoring you? Is this a game or is this effective? When we come back, 855-905-8255. We want to hear what you have to yes. say on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's a rendezvous with Simon and Angie. I found this article, Simon, about why women should ignore their men more often. Yes. To me, it seems shocking. Uh, to you, you get it, right? It's I- about how if you're in a fight or if the man is pulling back, you should pull back harder. You should you should take distance. Don't fight back. Don't yell back. Don't be violent back. Just Step back. Just be chill. Take your distance in silence and time out. 855-905-8255 if you want to comment. Let's go to the phone right now. We have Kelsey listening on Alice 95.5 in Springfield, Missouri. Hey, Kelsey. Hi, Simon. Hi, Angie. Hi. Hello. Bonjour. How what do you have to say? We're, we're so good. I was confused good. about this topic at first, but Simon made me kind of realize that this is actually a thing. What do you think? Well, I totally feel 
the same exact way. And that's just through relationships. My ex-husband that I had of seven years, I, I wasted those years. I wasted my time. And, and, and some of it came from also a religious background of, of women being more subservient to your man and, you know, try to cater to him. And I did all these things thinking this would keep him. Mm-hmm. And yes. it didn't. It, it, it just all backfired. It turned into a terrible thing. I felt like at the end, when I really look back on it, he was like the spoiled child. And now I'm in a wonderful relationship of of 10 years. <laughs> it's rock solid. But at any moment, he feels like a leave. And I do that whole thing. Like, you know, if we... If he's not, you know, into it or, or talking to me or hanging out with me, well, then I call my friends. I, I don't give go. my friends like I did the first one. I don't protect myself from people. I'm totally involved with perfect. everything in the community, and I have my own life going on. And it's, and, wor- it's worked so much wonderfully. And you have to keep showing that. So, so Kelsey, uh, I want to come back and talk to you some more. You touched on something really interesting uh, about the parental pressure and, and the religious thing. And I want to come back to that as well. And I love that yeah. you found your way with your new relationship. So hang on one second. I want to come Stay back with and, us. And, yeah, and talk about that when we return on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. I saw a weird article, Simon, about why women should ignore their men Mm. more often. To me, this sounded crazy. And then when you dig in, it's like, hey, if he's being cold and distant, sometimes the best cure is to be cold and distant back. And uh, honestly, you co-signed on this, Simon. And then we have Kelsey on the line listening in Springfield, Missouri. Hey, Kelsey, uh, thank you for staying with us. Hi, and Kelsey. And you said the same thing. And, and Simon, she touched on something really important where she said that mom and family pressure religion was saying, you know, a lot of times as women, we feel like we're always told, like, just try to make it work. You got to try to make it work and everything. And it comes across as nagging. Simon, have you ever felt that way? Yeah, I have. I have. What's interesting, Kelsey, is what you said also is that you said, you know, you attended the first husband uh, for seven years and, and you, f- you felt, you know, you wasted your time because you tried to do everything you could to make him happy. And at the end, it didn't work out. And, you know, he was like, you felt like almost like a mother to him because you attended every need. Yeah. But that is a relationship killer because for us adults, nobody should be somebody's mom and somebody's father. That's what we're taught, though, it, as, I, I as women when but we're young. Our, our moms always teach us, you got to cook for them, you got to clean for them, you got to take exactly. care of the kids, you got to do this that, and that and everything. That's cool. As you know, my mom is a big feminist. And yes. So my mom doesn't believe in that. Right. My mom was a huge feminist in Europe, always said, you know, for us to stay erotically connected, we have to stay adult. We both do things in the house. Amen. So otherwise, we lose the erotic connection. Um, amen. Because we, we become the you, mother of our husband, and you, he becomes. And a they boy. start looking at you that way, Kelsey. Do you feel like your first husband was looking at you that way? I totally believe that. I believe that as I was serving him and waiting on his every needs, I became a mother figure to him. And instead of him looking at me as the hot girl that he can lose at any point in time, it was the person who's going to be there and take care of him and and kiss his boo-boos. All right. Well, I want to talk to you one more time, Kelsey, when we come back, because now you're in a new relationship. Married? We are. We've been together for 10 years. Uh, We don't want to get married. Okay. But it's wonderful. (laughs) I, I want to talk about the differences in what you did the first time and what you're doing now and why it's working now when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel. Angie Taylor. Bonjour. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. So we had this whole uh, discussion already about how 
in relationships, if you are a little bit too coddling, a little bit too extra, uh, the men get frustrated, mm-hmm. feel like you're nagging, feel like you're mom. Mm-hmm. It all get, went off this article that said why women should ignore their men a little more often. Because men, if they're dissatisfied, will pull away. And women don't do that. Women start pulling closer. Like, what's wrong? What's what's the problem? Because, you know, when we're growing up, our mothers, at least in, in, in this country, are always like, you got to keep the relationship together no matter what. You're the woman. You're the wife. You're the mom. You're the this. You got to make it better. Absolutely. Sweep it under the rug. That's what you've taught at the beginning. Yes. And it's suffocating, I can understand, for a man. Because thinking about it, and now we still have our caller on the line, Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey, listening. You know, uh, what I said about the religion and the family, I grew up the same way you did. How if there's ever a problem, it's been on our shoulders. We have to fix it. We're the women. We're the women. We're the moms. We're we're the matriarchs. This is our this is our place. Like you said, Simon, kiss the boo boos, make it better. Like do everything. Mm -hmm. So, Kelsey, what are you doing different in your relationship now of ten years that has been working as opposed to your marriage where it didn't work? So even at the beginning, as we first started getting to know each other and dated, I would not call him. He would have mm-hmm. to call me all the time. Like, I wouldn't call him to say hi or whatever. If he wanted to speak with me, if he wanted to set up a date with me, he did that. And I did that for basically the first six months. And that was part and, of this article, Make Him Chase You Always. Yes. Mm-hmm. Make okay. him realize that, you know, I was available when he called, but he would have to make the first step to let me know that he was ready and available and wanting to be with me. And, and okay. me not easing up that that aspect of this side of the relationship. Do you feel like that's because we are always available as women and and we we need to know that the man is interested because they know that we're always available regardless and so when you like someone you know that so it's just instead of making it easier for them by making the phone calls now and always asking them out have them do that side of the work we're going to pick up the phone we're going to say hey we're going to say yeah if we like you let's go out you know but it, it feels like a game doesn't it, Simon? It feels like a game that we're playing, bit, yeah. and it sucks that we have to do that. But I feel like as women that we are very available because we are the ones that are always trying to mend relationships. We're the emotional uh, ones. Uh, we're trying to fix everything. I, I don't agree on this one. I think us men, when we are in love, we are as willing, as available, as motivated as you are. Yes, you are. So but, it's what, not- but what about like when you're in a marriage, as Kelsey was? And the love is for years and the problems come and the the irritation comes. And now you're a nagging wife because you're always trying to fix everything and I need a break. And so how do you handle that, Simon? Like Because the timing, it's like, you know, the timing of, I don't want to say ping pong, but in the way it is, or tennis, where you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The timing keeps you playing. So sometimes you're so tired of playing, you have to take the time out, right? On the second thing is women have to understand that us guys, what we call nagging, is an excess of repetition. We hear it once. I've noticed But you that, don't hear it. Well, women, you think we don't hear women, it. As women know that you men do not hear it because behaviors don't change. When we ask for something or want something, it doesn't matter how we approach it, but, it comes across as nagging. But, but that would apply to a, a, a boy, a, a little boy, not to an adult man. Mm-hmm. An adult man should, should at least understand. They should. Right. They should. So let me ask you this. Do you think your husband hears you the first time you no, said? No, absolutely he, not. He doesn't? No, absolutely not. you got to give me an example because I don't believe I it. I feel like men are glossed over sometimes when we women talk because we talk a lot. And I, I mean, I well, understand you talk more that we than do. Man, yes. But there are times where 
I need your attention and I need to know that it's been retained. And I can tell when you're glossed over. I can tell when you're not paying attention because the behaviors or the, the problems I have, they keep persisting and it's not really being addressed. Okay. So then I come across as a nag because I'm like, hey, I know I just said this the other day, but blah, 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 blah. But do you think, which is my take, we equally in the same position? If we call Jason or any husband, he would say, my wife is not listening to me either. I think it's universal. It's not by the sex or the gender. I'm so paranoid and women are so paranoid about being portrayed as lazy or incompetent that if our husbands or our boyfriends told us we were doing something wrong, I guarantee you we're freaked out about it. So (laughs) what are we saying in in summation of this is that step off, off, chill out. Time out is constructive. Yeah, Treat men the way they treat you. How about that? If there is something, somebody said you go low, they go high. I'd rather feel No, you go low, we're going low. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, we can go low, too. Uh, You want to see how low? Well, women are vindictive. You don't even know. I have a feeling. (laughs) Thank you so much for calling in and hanging out with us for so long. We appreciate you, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We had this whole topic, Simon, about why women should ignore their men more often. Yes. Um, That's according to a guy who says, hey, you guys can come across as naggy if there's a problem. You should just back off the way we back off. Exactly. Now, I have a question for you, Angie. Yes. Many friends of mine, whether it's in Ohio or here in Chicago, Mm -hmm. they say that, you know, their girlfriends or, or it's a wife that repeats herself over and over Mm-hmm. And feel that's where the nagging comes from. They've heard her once. Yes. And but they, the they, behaviors don't change. That's why. And, and my buddy said, I don't change because I don't think she's right. I, so I've heard her once. I don't need to be told over and over. But if the behavior doesn't change, it's like Pavlonian. Like you have to keep keep teaching a dog how to ring the bell to go out to go to the bathroom. If you're not ringing the bell, I'm going to keep saying ring the damn bell if you have to go pee. So why because, is the behavior not changing? Because the man doesn't agree with the request. Did you say that? So I said, so that's what I said to him. And he said, yes. So I said, then what do we do? My, my wife So now we're at a stalemate. So how do you fix it? So... I think the way to fix it is two things. One, accept to hear the other argument, the mm-hmm. other okay, because mm-hmm. they listen, they don't. And two, that not one side is hundred percent right sometimes. So of course, right. So there is. I, I like the compromise. There's always a compromise uh, in every argument. Yeah, compromise is not an ugly word. So compromise I, is a beautiful word, the, by the ex- way. That, that's and my point. Compromise is a word that needs to be more practiced in relationships. And, and, and Angie, you, you know. We have not talked about the power of compromise, in my opinion, enough in the relationship frame because yes. that is the problem solver, right? Yes. If there is one word that can save your relationship, oh. compromise. But you have to compromise without resentment, and that's a hard thing to do as well. But if the compromise is a good one, it's a win-win. There's no mm. good compromise that exactly. are not positive if both don't win. Yes, right? I agree. It has to be a win-win. Remember, compromise, not an ugly word. Not an ugly word, and I agree (laughs) with you. Let's talk more on The Rendezvous when we come back with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Also, that's our website, simonandangie.com. We will take any questions for love, dating, romance advice that you have, Mm -hmm. or if you have a comment on our show as well. And Simon, you are our French Romance expert. <laughs> and you have a certain delivery that is, uh, you have a very good bedside manner, as they would say. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And people love advice from you. So let me. 
get mm-hmm. to this Bonjour Simon Marcel email, okay? Yes, let's do that. Okay, Thank cool. you, Angie. This comes from Katja. She's listening on the iHeartRadio app from London. Hey. Hey, London. Yes. She says, Bonjour Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Katja. I love the show. I've been dating this man for the past three weeks, and yesterday, during a texting conversation, I asked him what he had planned to do this upcoming weekend. He told me he didn't know that he really wants our arrangement to be no pressure, all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know what to say because I wasn't even trying to ask him to hang out. I was just making conversation. But now I feel like a loser. I haven't heard from him since. Was it too presumptuous of me to ask about his weekend? Um, it seems a little like she was just trying to be nice and be like, hey, what do you got going on this weekend? And he took it as, oh, you're trying to date me this weekend and blah, blah, blah. But Simon, I want to know yeah. your answer I got one. Okay. I got one. Yeah, I because is pass it, it by you? It, there is a, a, a alternative reason behind here. You think there is an unspoken? There right is an here. unspoken. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna reveal the unspoken. Reveal the Re- unspoken. Yes. You are very good at that, Simon. Okay. When we come back, what does it really mean, the guy with Kasha? Why are you asking me about my weekend? I'm not ready for all that. That's <laughs> next on the Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. I'm Angie Taylor. Hello, Simon. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Bonjour. So we are talking about an email that we got from Katja. Mm -hmm. She listens from London on the iHeart app. So thank you so much. Yes, you can listen to us anytime on the iHeart app, by the way. True. If you missed the show. Uh, But she sent in the email to simonandangie.com saying, listen, uh, I've been dating a guy for a few weeks, three weeks. Yesterday during a text conversation, I asked him what he had planned for the weekend. And then he freaked out, said, I don't know. And I want our arrangement to be no pressure. And uh, you're pressuring me. And she was like, I was just making conversation, um, and I haven't heard from him since. Mm -hmm. So was it too presumptuous of me to ask about the weekend? That's her question for you. Katya, what I love about it is you were yourself. you got to ask these questions. Now, what I don't like about his answer is that he's not really into you. Right. right? Because his reaction is defensive. It's not welcoming. It's not gracious. It's like defending like, hey, we're not there yet. Right. Meaning... I don't want to make any plan with you. You're not my option A. You're my option C or D or E. Right. That's the unspoken. Right. So, Katya, I think that in that case, maybe it's best to take some distance and also date other guys because this guy is not so into you. Angie, what do you say? You have an intuition. What do you say to that? Well, you said there was an unspoken. Yeah. And I agree. That's exactly what it was because... They dated for three weeks. Yes. It's natural to text somebody and be like, hey, what do you got going on this weekend? Even if you're not trying to hang out, just out of curiosity, what are you doing this weekend? How is work? How's your family? Doesn't mean I want to have a family with you if I ask how your family is. It's just totally making conversation. I do it with my girlfriends. It doesn't mean I'm going to hang out with you this weekend. It's what do you got going on this weekend? But he took it defensively he because did. he, he did. doesn't want to give her any option A. Yes. He's looking at all the options, maybe online, all the things, and he goes, okay, Katya is here in my world. Right. But she's just here. She's not the, uh, the first choice, right? Because Be- if she was in her heart the priority... He, he would have, have already said, planned it, something. Or he would have said right away, I was going to ask you out for dinner yes. Friday night or Saturday. Exactly. And he, so, he doesn't want to say, listen, Katya, I am waiting around for these other girls that I like to see what they're doing. Yes, and first, if they don't have plans, then I'll let you know. You are my last resort. And that's the guy that always calls on Saturday afternoon. 
Around and says, six. do you want to have dinner tonight? Yeah. Like <laughs> four o'clock. Do you want to have dinner tonight? It's like, oh, did your other plans fall through? Yeah. Because Saturday night is heavy date night. And really? Sure. So um, I agree with you, Simon. I think that he is not that into her. No. Don't feel bad, Katya. You did nothing wrong. And he did nothing wrong either. It's just, you know, not not that into well, you. And, yeah, uh, he's not into her. And, and it's okay. It's life. I mean, just a couple of dates. You're you know. right. The defensiveness about it. Like, you're not being interrogated. I don't have bright lights on you. I'm not waterboarding you. I'm just asking you what's <laughs> no. going on this weekend. You don't have to freak out about it. The fact that he freaked out about a question that was a simple breezy question that's it it raises some concerns simon so that's the unspoken he's busted now he's busted he's, busted. he's not into you free. yes katya you're free go date other people exactly we wish you the best of luck we bunch chance, katya. And, and yes like simon said keep being yourself you could you are free to ask somebody what they're doing over the weekend you know and you're free to ask somebody anything and if they don't like it then they don't like it Too and you bad. move on right and you're not a good match or whatever it is i am absolutely in agreement with you and on this one yeah. absolutely you have yes. to be real because if you're afraid of being who you are it's going to come out at some point and then somebody will feel deceived because you were not who you were from the beginning exactly if you start to walk on eggshell at the beginning the very beginning then how are you going to walk right. a couple this of months is, this into is supposed it to be like the new fun exciting everything spontaneous. is sexy spontaneous yes fairy tale time exactly yeah. Simon, great advice. Thanks, Angie. We're going to talk more on The Rendezvous about love, dating, romance, you name it. Mm -hmm. When we come back, Simon and Angie on The Rendezvous. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, we're talking love, dating, romance all the time on this show. Yes. And uh, I don't know about you, but <laughs> I know a lot of men have dated daddy's girls. I am not a daddy's girl. It's hard to be a daddy's girl when your daddy leaves when you're three years old, but that's another whole show and <laughs> therapy. Anyway, um, <laughs> I but I do know people that have been in this situation. Um, a coworker of mine is a total mama's boy, mm -hmm. so I see the flip side of it. I know you're a little bit of a mama's boy as well. Mm, I don't know about that. Little bit, little, little, little. Well, don't you don't think you compare women to your mother sometimes? I wouldn't say I compare them. I would say... She's the standard. She is the standards of what I find admirable. Okay, so I understand that. Mm -hmm. And that happens especially in daddy-daughter dynamics. So I came across this article about 10 things to know before dating a daddy's girl. And okay. in our next segment, I want to ask you if you've ever dated one but here's some of the things uh -huh. um number one is she knows how to be treated by a man if there's one thing her father taught her from the moment she was born it's how to be treated by other men if you mistreat her watch true out true number two she confides and trusts her father more than she trusts you she'll confide in her boyfriend when things go wrong her father taught her it's okay to trust men but never breach that trust between the two of them or you're going to be gone <laughs> uh, except the fact that you'll always be number two. Her father is her role model. You'll never replace him. So true. Which so true. I disagree way. with that though, because in marriage it's supposed to be forsaking all others. That means my husband comes before my father. My wife comes before my mother. It's supposed to be that way. Uh, my my husband you, or my wife comes before my child. Because if you're not happy, then nobody's happy. That's my thought. We're going to talk about that. Okay, cool. So when we come back, I want to know more about dating a daddy's girl. Have you dated one? Simon, I know you have. I have. I want to talk about that. All I right, have an great. experience about this. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie.
It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about dating a daddy's girl. Mm -hmm. Love dating relationships. This is kind of an interesting dynamic. Simon, have you ever dated someone who is a total daddy's girl? What was that experience? So I have. And and back in the 90s, uh, her name was Deborah, really lovely uh, woman. Here's what a daddy's girl is. She has the complex of superwoman. And why? Because since birth... If you have a great father who has admired you, who has protected you, who has never letting you down, who has never disappointed you, well, you feel invincible. You mm-hmm. feel unbreakable because he's always there in the back of your mind. What's that like? So I, it's very rare. It must right? be amazing. So it is. But the, the flip side of this <sighs> yeah. is that it takes then they don't really get out of that zone. So okay. for the rest of their life, they lecture you. Do you like, feel like it's a comparison? You Like you won't live up to their father or, or the rules, he's, he's so, the, the saint, the that God? Whatever he said are the rules and cannot be discussed, gotcha. questioned, or even put you know uh, down. They can't separate that dynamic from your relationship. Be- because yeah, a daddy's girl has been so fulfilled by her father as a little girl from love and all that, that she feels invincible. And so in an argument, you cannot argue or, or discuss with a daddy's girl there's no room for discussion because ah. the father says so, but my dad says so. So I would go crazy at the time. It's very difficult. It's to, hard to... to... I, I tell you what, I think it takes a lot of therapy for daddy's girl to become an adult woman free of this daddy complex. Really? I think so. I think it's just too much. And then there's the overbearing father later on who's always there. Do you feel like there. it's the, the, the mama's boy has the same issue? Same thing. I think so, too. Same thing. But there is something even more powerful when it's, I found the daddy's girl. I, yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's a, it's the man, it's the strong figure. You know, little girls said to their father, "I'll marry you when I'm when I'm older." You know, like when they're two years old or three. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So well, that, we always say that. I know. So that's what. And I, then we're like, "Ew, no." No, of course <laughs> not. So, so that's that's the thing. It's it's a curse, also. Okay, well, let's talk to some of our listeners and find out what they have to say. Are you a daddy's girl? How has it affected your dating? Or are you dating a daddy's girl and it's rough for you? Give us a call eight five five nine zero five eight two five five. We'll go to the phones next on the Rendezvous with. Si- Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel. Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. So you have an amazing mother, amazing father. I have. I have a decent mom. And so anyway, we're talking about (laughs) 10 things to know before dating a daddy's girl. And I know men that have been mama's boys, uh-huh. and I know that dynamic, but it's extra hard. And we were talking about all the things that were hard, like uh, you're always going to be number two as the man in her life because dad's number one. Yep. Um, she knows how to be treated, so you better treat her the way mm. dad taught her how to be treated. You know it. And it goes on and on and on. And it can affect your romantic relationship. It will. It will affect your romantic will. relationship. Yes. So let's go to the phones and see what our listeners have to say about this experience. 855-905-8255. On the line from Temple, Texas, listening on Mix 104.7. Here's Morgan. Hey, Morgan. How are you? Bonjour, Morgan. Bonjour. Hey, Morgan. How's it going? Hey. It's going all right. You know, I I can't help but relate to that number one thing that she said about how um, uh, she knows how to be treated by a man. Okay. Um, because uh, my best girlfriend is a total daddy's girl. Okay, so this is not you. Uh, this is your best Really? She's a daddy's yeah, girl. She's a daddy's girl, and I, I'm not really. And I think that in both instances, you kind of learn how you want to be treated by a man. But, okay. Like, she's always comparing to her father. Like, she's always like... Uh, you know, he's the best, 
that's how I want to be treated. And I'll agree with her. He is the best. <laughs> yeah. And, and see, and that's that's kind of like the, the struggle for anybody that's dating either a daddy's girl or a mama's boy. Sure. You suffer by comparison always because in their eye, that is the ideal. That's been the nurturer. That's been the teacher. That's been the one with unconditional love forever. And so now you have to live up to that. But I understand what you're saying as well, Morgan, about when you don't have it, because I didn't have my father around, you also know... What you don't want in a man. You yeah. don't want the abandonment. Right. You don't want the sketchiness. You don't. So sometimes it can be an example of what not to do. True. Do you have that experience as well? Exactly. So we've like had this conversation about how like she looks at her dad because he's treated her mom so well and they've been together for like 40 years and all that. And then I look at my dad and I'm like, well, that's exactly the opposite of what I want in my life. And in a weird right. way, it kind of aligns. You learn from both ways, I mm -hmm. think. And it's so great that her parents were a great example for her because she won't settle for less. Um, at the same time, if you have that deprivation of not having a father, it's another way that can be like, hey, you are showing signs of what I do not want. I have red flags. You see the red flags easier, I think, sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And sometimes and, I have to tell her that. I'm like, look, you know, you're not going to find a carbon copy. Right. Okay. He doesn't exist, and it's kind of creepy if you do. So you're going to have to have some, you know, lenient. It is creepy, thing. Morgan. I agree, and that's why it takes therapy. And I'm serious for that both is ways. Girl, both ways for both to evolve to be a free adult from your past. Otherwise, this comparison is a prison. Right, my dad is so great. My mom do. is so great. Yeah. And you compare it to your new partner, but you remember you're talking like you're a little girl, a little boy, uh -huh. or that's mommy's, you know, mommy's uh, daddy's girl or mommy's boy. So I, I agree, Morgan, and we have to free ourselves from those parents. You're so right, Simon, adults. because it, as much as it sounds like the healthiest thing in the world that your parents were this amazing example, if you are deifying your father and he is everything, who is going to stand? Who is going to stand next to him? Nobody, and that's. I, I feel like sometimes it could be just as damaging to your relationship as having daddy issues where you don't trust a man. I mean, both things are things from your past that you're taking out on your partner. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Any yeah. extreme is dangerous. Extreme love, lack of love. Yes. It's a prison. Just yes. a different one at yes. the end. So basically we're saying if you're a parent... Love your kids, kind of, sort of, not all the way, though. <laughs> no, don't, no, no, no. I, I would say this. I would say love your kids, but don't confuse them for your partners. There later. you go. All right? And that's perfect. Send them free. And, and, and treat them, them like children. They're not your spouse. Yeah, and when they grow up, set them free. Yes. They, like, you know, that's what my mom did with me. She sent me free and in the there wild you go. world. And I, you know what? I want to talk more about this on our next show. And Morgan, I want you to listen to our next show, too, because you're like me. You have the, the dad that wasn't there. And yeah. we get we get that daddy issues tag, which makes us sound crazy or clingy or whatever yeah. it is. And that's not the case in relationships. And so, Morgan, I would love to have your input when you listen to that show. Tell us what you think via email or, uh, you know, call us up again. Eight, five, five, nine, oh, five, eight, two, five, five. And thank you so much for listening to us on The Rendezvous. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Every night. I love you guys. Thank you. I love thank you, Morgan. You. Thanks, Morgan. Have a great night. Au revoir. You've been listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating and romance. And Simon, we had a great show tonight. We have, like every night, Angie. Like every with night. You, it's on fire. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> you too, Hannah. Um, Simon and Angie.com. If you missed any of our show, you want to listen back. We talked about why women should ignore men. That sounds like a radical idea. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of like dating like a dude. 
I guess you could say, but you had a really good Simon Says for that one. Yeah, when that happens, you know, when I said when someone takes you for granted, take distance. I like that. Meaning when a relationship you feel man or woman suddenly just takes you for granted, don't appreciate you anymore, you're just there. Well, just step back so they miss you a little bit. And get back into your own Life. Singular life oh, and yeah, yeah, start yeah. doing you again. Making them realizing that you know, you're know you not here for granted and they have to also work into it and put the effort and appreciation. Yes. yes. If you're not appreciated, you should not be staying you know, quiet. No, don't stay quiet if you're not appreciated for sure. We talked about nagging, compromise, and we talked about daddy's girls, which is going to lead us into our next show. And I can't wait to talk Tomorrow about night. it. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night for all the girls who have been tagged with the quote unquote daddy issue tag you know how many times i've gotten you've got daddy issues you got daddy issues like oh i know that expression you know the expression it's not a good tag that you want to have because daddy issues is also tagged with unstable crazy like whatever they want to tag you with or you know whoever you're dating it's not a good tag but let's talk about what that really means yeah And Simon, I'm sure you've dated girls with quote-unquote daddy issues. And we'll talk about that tomorrow Mm -hmm. night. But thank you so much for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.